0: Welcome, everyone, to an exciting new project. My name is Baruch Weil, and we will be presenting a thought on this week's Parsha. The Parsha this week is Parshas Vayetze, and we introduced to someone, an interesting person named Lavan, Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov was born in last week's Parsha. The end of the Parsha, he has to run away, and he heads to his uncle Lavan, who also becomes his father-in-law. Lavan is an interesting person to examine uh, what he says. And the attitude between Yaakov and Lavan really is a lesson for all time about the attitude between B'nai Yisrael, K'al Yisrael, the Jewish people, and the Umar Olam and the nations of the world. Yaakov, you know, comes to Lavan, and he wants to marry Lavan's daughter, Rachel. They make a deal that Yaakov would work for seven years, to be able to get Rochel's hand in marriage. Yaakov was very very clear when he made the deal, Pastor Yulches, Peri Koftes, But Yomer and he said, I will work seven years, for Rachel, your youngest daughter. A lot of details there. He could have just said, I want to work to get Rachel, to marry Rachel. He said, Rachel, Bidcha, your daughter. Don't go finding some other daughter of yours instead of Rachel. And then he said, Hakatana, the younger daughter of Rachel. Don't try a trick to rename your daughters and give me somebody else instead. And it would be your daughter, not somebody else's daughter, um, Rachel, and Hakatana, the younger daughter. So, and Rashi tells us because he knew very well that Lavan is a trickster and Rachel might try to switch and make trouble. So, therefore, he said, clearly, Be Rachel, Well, seven years go by. He worked very hard for Lavan, faithfully, for seven years. Came time to marry Rachel, and at the night of the wedding, at the last moment, Lavan managed to switch Rachel, his daughter, for his other daughter, Leah, and to trick Yaakov. And Yaakov, the next day, comes to Rachel. Comes to sorry. Comes to Lavan, and says, "Vayomer um, Lavan, So What is this you have done to me? Rachel about a Did not I work for Rachel? Lama vimi soni. And why did you cheat me? So Yaakov's question was very specific. What did you do to me? I worked for Rachel. Why did you cheat me? Now, Lavan's answer really didn't address what Yaakov asked. We are Lavan, and Lavan says, We don't do this in our place. To marry with the younger daughter before the older one? I never ever had in mind to give you Rachel in the first place. I wanted to marry my older daughter or first. And he, he, um, and he makes him an offer. You can work another seven years, and I'll give you Rachel as well. Well, if somebody cheats somebody, if let's say you ordered a uh, refrigerator and they delivered a dining room table, you'll say to them, "This is not what I ordered. Please take it back." And and this is what I uh, this is not what I had in mind. So really, Lovin is supposed to say something about that. Me, sorry, but meanwhile he says that, "Oh, around here we don't do things like that. We don't give the younger daughter for the older daughter." Well, Mr. Lovin. Why didn't you say that in the first place? You know what I'm saying? When I asked for Rachel, Bithor, Hakatana, Rachel, your younger daughter, he should have piped up and said, wait a second, did you say younger daughter? I don't marry your younger daughter or first. What about the older one? If you go to a store, you want to buy an item, and they really don't want to sell it, well, then then tell you about it a little before. And then he makes the switch. Barely an apology, just, you know, Yaakov, it's not like we're not like you. You ran ahead of your older brother and you took the firstborn right. You would like to switch things around. Not like us. We don't do things like that. Well, not much of an apology there. Then, I'm going to go fast forward to the end of the Parsha. Yaakov worked for Lovan for 20 years, faithfully, and did everything correctly. Yaakov felt he was in danger, had to run away. Lovan runs after Yaakov. Lovan says to him, why did you run away? Right, I would have sent you away with super moholos, with um, 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 musical instruments, with a big goodbye party. I don't understand why you ran away. And then finally, love says to Yaakov, Why did you steal my gods? Why you steal my idols?" Now, in the first place, the answer is the question is almost silly, you're asking Yaakov Avinu he's stealing idols, doesn't make any sense but Yaakov backs off and and Lavan searches Lavan searches all around over Yaakov's property, trying to find the missing idols, comes up with nothing, at this point, finally after Lavan ran after Yaakov ser- accused him of stealing searches his property, the project says, Lamed Vayichar Yaakov. Yaakov became angry. Vayaref, beloved. and He argued with Lovan. Vayan, Yaakov, Yaakov answered. Vayam, beloved. Ma pish'i? Ma chatosi? What was my sin? What was my iniquity? Ki lakdlak to acharai, that you ran after me. What did I do wrong exactly that you came and ran after me like this? Ki mishash kol kelai. You checked through all my... Vessels. What did you find? Did Did I take even a spoon or a fork or anything? Yaakov said, You can search whatever you want. There's nothing here. And he searched and he found nothing. And he says, I worked for you for, for 20 years. I never ever took anything of yours. I never cheated you. I was honest. I was a faithful worker. Why did you chase after me like this? Now at this point with this relationship here Lavan really owes Yaakov a huge apology right he, he accused him of stealing and he took everything and he um, searched his property like he's a thief at this point Lavan should probably answer him and say I'm sorry but it doesn't happen Lavan just said beyond Lavan Lavan answers and he says a bonus bonai, the children the daughters of my daughters sons are my sons everything you hear everything you see here it is all Mine. Far from an apology. He just says, everything you see, it's really mine. Lovan did not hear one word Yaakov said. I mean, the answer does not fit the question at all, and Lovan doesn't even realize what he does, not pay any attention to, to, to address it. There's a story with the Chavit Chaim. The Chavot Chaim, in the end of his life, he was close to 90 years old, and he wanted to move to Eretz Yisrael. There was an, an attempt. He, he, he didn't, it did not come to fruition. He did not move to Eretz Yisrael. But he wanted to. The Chavetz Chaim, an old man, went to get a passport from the regular you know, government agency. And the government agency said, in order, sir, to get a passport, you will need a birth certificate. You need your birth certificate to get a passport. The Chavetz Chaim said, I'm sorry, you know, I'm an old man. I don't know where my mother put it. I don't have the birth certificate anymore. What should I do? Said nope. Rules are rules. You must have a birth certificate. If you don't have one, we cannot issue you a passport. So Chabad Chaim said, "Yeah, but I don't have a choice. I don't have a passport, a birth certificate." What should I do? He says, oh, well, then the rules are, you should bring witnesses. He says, what kind of witnesses? Witnesses who were there when you were born at that time, and can testify that you were born uh, that year, that day, in this country, whatever details they wanted. Well, that was about it. The Chabot Chaim didn't try to argue anymore. But he said to some of his Talmudim, that's Yaakov in Lavan. They don't, they're not listening. I mean, realistically speaking, if somebody were to try to testify about a 90-year-old man when he was born, he would have to be well over 100 years old with a really good memory to be able to be a witness. So obviously, it's not really realistic. not really possible. But they're not listening. They're not even looking at me. They don't even realize that what they said doesn't make any sense. Yaakov and Lovan, same thing. Lavan just knows what he wants he 's stuck in his own world he doesn 't do anything um, else, and that 's the way he feels and that 's the way our relationship with almost all of them sometimes the, the guy in might say things or say things about us, and you can argue for today until tomorrow they still don't get it. And Yaakov at that point actually did not try to argue with Lavan. He did not argue with him. The Chavetz Chaim also has no arguing. We can't can't do anything. They decided. They're not giving him their passport. Lavan decided he was right. There's no arguing. And it's time to move on. You see the the interesting thing is Yaakov um, decides to leave. He doesn't continue to argue. They do make a peace treaty. It's right. They do make a peace treaty. But that's the end of it. And it's a lesson for us. We hear so much in the world. Things which are not true being said. And we have to try to defend ourselves, try to make a Kiddush Hashem, try to always do the right thing. But if you think for one second they're going to change the Goyim, we're not going to change them. Esau, Sone Leag, the Rashi next to the says, Halacha, it's a, it's a, well-known, Halacha it's a well-known fact, Asaph hates Yaakov, that's not going to change. You want to try to change them? It's not going to happen. You can try to uh, be respectful, try to defend yourself a little bit, but in the end of the day, if you're going to think you're going to change anyone, that's not going to happen. So it's an important lesson for us to learn. Always make a Kiddush Hashem, always do the right thing, and if we keep doing the right thing, maybe hopefully Hashem, who is really the one who's in charge, Hashem, who is really the source of our protection, the source of our safety, will let us live in peace for many years to come. Have a wonderful Shabbos, for Vejetzeh, and all the best.